the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. I don't know. Losing track of the days here. Glad to have you guys here with me. So much ground to cover tonight. Speaking of explosions, I was hot, babies. Hot tonight. As I read a statement from a former president of the United States, uh, somebody that uh, I started seeing through uh, pretty early on. In- <laughs> yeah. So I uh, got, got, got a great uh, show for you guys tonight. We're going to explore a few things here tonight. We're going to explore what the ultimate end game is. What, are the, what is the left of Black Lives Matter actually trying to achieve ultimately here? What, what do you want? What do you want? Do, you, you're out there throwing bricks through windows. You're out there beating cops, shooting cops, running your cars over cops. You're actually taking you know two-by-fours and beating business owners and burning down businesses, and, it, and none of which, according to cops in New York City, has anything to do with George Floyd. So what is it that you want? Come out with it. Be specific and be honest because there ain't any honesty going on here, particularly in the media as they continue to provide cover. For these anarchists, these terrorists that are committing committing acts of atrocities and terror all over this country. And in the meantime, while they're giving cover for that, they're trying to blame Trump and criticize Trump. Lots to cover tonight. Our friend John Guandolo, who uh, is from Understanding the Threat, is going to be here to talk about uh, what this is really all about. There's some news in uh, San Diego today in in regards to the mayor ending a controversial restraint tactic here. Got to talk about that. Rod Rosenstein is going to be before Congress tomorrow. Got to talk about that. A lot of speculation today. Here's my question for you guys today. You can call in, tell me anything you want to tell me here on the Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. But at some point, I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to work it in. Uh, Might be before. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get it in before John Guandolo is with me after the first break here. But after George W. Bush issued a statement today, many of which people saw as an endorsement of Joe Biden, people began to speculate. Uh, the Never Trumpers began to say that it's clear that this is going to peel off a lot of Trump's base and that this is going to throw it to Biden. And so that's my question for you to guys, for you guys tonight. Are you off Trump? Did Trump's walk to the park last night and to St. John's Church and holding up a Bible, did that put you off of him today, that, last night, and, and then now with George W. Bush's statement that I'm going to read in a few moments? It, are you ready now to go vote for Biden because of that? 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter. We're broadcasting live streaming fa- on Facebook, streaming at The Answer San Diego Facebook page. 
as well as we will post that on Kaniacs. And um, uh, as I bring in my friend here, I'm going to pose that question to him. Uh, and it's, of course, it's my buddy here. It's DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. And small portions of large potatoes. Right now, think of this. We owe Japan thousands and thousands of potatoes. And it's got to stop. We need a leader that can bring back our potatoes. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, we need a leader, Andrea. Trump is still the man. And I think what you're going to see, I'm actually glad that W came out today and made the comments that he did because I want to see who's really loyal to Trump. And as far as the people in America that have seen Trump do everything he promised and then some, I think we have nothing to worry about. Well, I was glad that he came out and issued this statement that he did because it proved why Trump got elected. Because long, even though there were many people that still actually believed that George W. Bush was an actual conservative, it became clear that all the other Republicans, you know, including George W. Bush, by the way, pretended to be conservatives on the campaign trail and got to D.C. and governed like the big fat government liberals that they actually really are. And that became clear to me early on in the George W. Bush administration. This was the man who governed like a Democrat with the endless wars, uh, not unlike Vietnam, with no clear objective that was uh, that was that was sold to us for under false pretenses. I said at the beginning that the, that the Iraq war was never about WMDs. That was the excuse to get us there, that he actually believed that there was a justification on the part of the terrorists, that they just didn't have a taste of America, that they just didn't understand freedom. If they were given an opportunity, and if we gave treasure and lives of our military they would over change there, their way. That it, that they would fall in love with us. Therefore, they had a reason to hate us. This was a man not long after 9-11. He amped, he's the one who amped up the, the Islamic terrorist refugee program here coming into this country. He was the man that gave us the Patriot Act and bloated the government with the TSA and Department of Homeland Security that paved the way for what we're going to be hearing about tomorrow before Congress in, in the form of the deep state illegally surveilling us. All the Islamic terrorist attacks that they lo- that they didn't bother, that they failed to protect us from because how much time was spent and data mining little old ladies from Iowa and feeling up little old ladies from Iowa at, at the airports because we, 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 we couldn't call out who the terrorists actually were who wanted to kill us. Yeah, that was George W. Bush. And I haven't even gotten into the greedy geezer bill. His compassionate conservatism was nothing but a ruse. It was big government liberalism, and that, that's all it was. So it came as no surprise to me. Before I read his statement, I've got to make mention of the fact that he came out with that statement today in coordination with Black Lives Matter, using some of the same rhetoric as Black Lives Matter. And and I, and I think he did it also, um, was it an endorsement of Biden? No, it wasn't an endorsement of Biden, but it was a, it was a knife in President Trump. And I think he did it today, not just because it's Blackout Tuesday, the Black Lives Matter organized day, but it's because of the phony faux scandal involving Trump last night and him going to St. John's Park. Immediately, Anderson Cooper and others were lying and saying that tear gas was used on peaceful protesters just so Trump could have a photo op. That is absolutely not true. And that's still being put out there today. Yeah, it's still being put out there today. We know that the Park Service has said, and by the way, you can't tell me that the 
the Park Service is lying on behalf of, of, of Trump when you understand how much every aspect, every department, every agency of this government is full of deep state people who hate President Trump. And that includes the Park Service. And that includes the Park Service Police Department. OK. And they put out a statement and said, we gave three warnings to get these protesters out of there. We found bricks. They were hurling bricks. They were hurling frozen water bottles. We found caustic liquids that were going to be thrown. We were close to uh, they they were they had scaled uh, a wall. These were the same protesters who the night before had burned the church down. And we're going to talk a little bit later about um, some of the police department these things going on uh, these kind of what I'm considering like forced unity things going on with the police department were there some peaceful protesters there last night absolutely but the problem is is that they're mixed in with the violent protesters and I agree with some friends of mine who say look if you're there peacefully protesting and you've got the violent element you need to get out of there because your presence there is making it difficult for the police department to route out the bad guys who were burning buildings and and uh, running over cops. And if today your g- biggest gripe was to continue like Neil Cavuto and others to complain against President Trump and the Park Service moving out protesters that were hurling objects, if that's what you were talking about today, instead of police officers being run over, instead of a, a police uh, chief crying because protesters, rioters, anarchists had set a building on fire with a child inside and tried to stop the fire department from getting there. If you were complaining about Trump instead of covering that story, you are, I don't, I'm not even allowed with FCC regulations to say what I think about you. And that includes you, George W. Bush, because at no point in your statement today, did you say anything at all about these, these cop killers that are out there these arsonists that are out there letting setting buildings on fire with children inside trying to prevent the fire department from coming and putting out the fires you didn't say anything about the looters you didn't say anything about the these um terrorists burning down black-owned businesses destroying the lives of people you didn't say anything about two by fours being used against people in broad daylight business owners shame on you george w bush shame on you for furthering Let me read one little part here for pushing the lie that we've made no progress in this country, that every American has the stain of slavery on its past. I do not. Route out. You know what? Wipe your own conscience, George W. Bush, because mine is clean. I don't have any history of this in my family. Neither does anybody that I know. His statement of this tragedy and a long series of similar tragedies raises a long overdue question. How do we end systemic racism in our society? You are using the same language as Obama. You're a race baiting racist yourself, George W. Bush. This is not who we are in the United States of America today. We are not a perfect society, but we are not stuck. In the days of slavery and shame on you for perpetuating that lie. I gave the statistics last night about the reality of crimes and murders against unarmed black men as in the interracial murders that are taking place in this country. And all George W. Bush. And to me, this was an endorsement of Biden. But you know what? This has only made me dig in my heels, George W. Bush, to support President Trump. All you've done is proven why we had to go to an outsider because you represent the one party elitist rule against us peasants you don't care you have and i'll tell you something else that you've proven to me man you've proven that you don't give a crap about black lives because if you did you'd be speaking out on behalf of the ones that are being destroyed right now with these riots i'm going to take a break when we come back we're going to talk to john guandolo 
from understanding the threat. He's got an angle on this nobody's talking about. He says this is not a hijacked peaceful protest. You're going to hear what he says it's really about when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Super excited to have my next guest. He has been on the, the show quite a few times before. He's a founder of Understanding the Threat, former Naval Academy grad, former FBI. Uh, it's, it's John Guandolo. Hey, John, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Andrea. It's great to be on with you again. Yeah, well, you know, John, you you kind of you kind of got may, might have some people scratching their heads over a comment that I, I read of yours today that this is not a hijacked peaceful protest. Then, then what is it? Who all's involved here? What's this about? Yeah, um, generally. Uh, in, uh, in counterintelligence operations and these kind of uh, political warfare operations, when uh, 40 cities, 30 cities light up and you've got pre-made signs and you've got uh, armed protesters with lead pipes, bricks, guns, and other things, uh, and they're ready to go overnight, that's generally not a spontaneous peace rally. Um, and this narrative that even some in our government, the federal level, have repeated that it's just a hijacked peace protest is nonsense. Um, and it's it's sad because it tells me they're more clueless than I actually thought they were. Uh, but that's what this is an organized, well-coordinated, uh, intentional operation at the national level that is much more sophisticated than what we saw a couple of years ago in Charlotte, New York, Ferguson, Charlottesville, uh, much, uh, much more organized, much better, well, much better funded, and uh, but still, it's not the main entree uh, in this war. It's going to there. There are several more layers coming, uh, and we need to be our war planners and our uh, national security apparatus needs to be thinking what's coming next because trust me, they are thinking about what's coming next. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, you you assert is that it's not just Antifa. It's not just Black Lives Matter, but that it involves the the U.S. Muslim Brotherhood and care. Explain. Well, first of all, when it comes to the U.S. communist movement, Antifa's a player, but they're not the main player. The main player are the suit wearing communists, you know, the Freedom Road Socialist Organization. Communist Party, USA, Democrat, Democratic Socialists of America. These are major communist organizations. Of course, Black Lives Matter and Antifa are communist organizations, but they're the actors on the ground. Um, And we know and have, and I've been writing about it for uh, a number of years, they have been working on the ground openly with the jihadis, with the Hamas leadership, the Muslim Brotherhood leadership, here in the United States, but also with others. So you've got the uh, massive jihadi movement in the United States and a massive communist movement in the United States that has literally severely penetrated major components of our government. Now it's going kinetic. And uh, on the day after the majority 
of the, the, the cities in America, these huge numbers of cities are burning. You know, the, the FBI puts out a tweet about LGBT celebration, you know, and the, the, the Texas governor where I live, he's putting out a tweet about, hey, our COVID numbers are down. And you just want to backslap these people and ask, what in the frick is wrong with you? Yeah, you know, this... your house is on fire and you're you're wondering which color socks to wear. Yeah. I mean, it is unbelievable. And the thing I just want to say this, and I know you'll you you are I love being on your show because you're very astute. You're very great. You're a great interviewer. But what's this, even for me, what was a little astounding to me is that across the country, local leadership, police, state leadership, state agencies completely took a pass. They just said, you know what? Come burn our cities. Come beat our people. Come kill our police. Have at it. I've never seen such cowardice and surrender in my life. Well, to me, is it real? Well, as somebody, and you're literally the dude who understands the threat, is it really cowardice or is it really calculated? When I looked at George Floyd's brother yesterday saying they want us to burn our, our towns down, they want us to burn our businesses down, I thought, yeah, they do. Maybe you need to understand who the they is because it's the Democrat Party and they gain through this destruction. They gain by having the black uh, community continue to be further economically destroyed, you know, suppressed and, and have their economic, any economic growth minimized because it's their communities that are now burned down and the likelihood of them being like Ferguson to be rebuilt is next to none. Um, you know, in the middle of a pandemic when people are already suffering, now they're going to be economically suffering even more. It's a tool to foster division. And while they're fostering division, who are they blaming? They're not blaming Antifa. They're not blaming... Nobody but you is talking about care and Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood. No, they're blaming white supremacists. And it's also a tool to continue to push the narrative that George W. Bush had the gall to, to you know, support today, that America is hasn't made any progress whatsoever. And we're nothing but a bunch of you know racists all over the place. And they better get control over our government. And, um, and that, to me, is ultimately what the end game is by treating the black community community is bumps in the road and collateral damage. I see the end game as, and I've been saying for years now that the left is partnering with the Islamists because the end game is to take over our government and usher in their centralized system of power with complete control over the citizens. And that's the end game here. Nobody else is asking what the, what the end game is and what they actually want. Am I wrong? Well, first of all, thank you for your, what I think is astute observations. I have a couple, uh, couple points. The this war, as you and I have discussed on your show before, is a war of narratives, and so ninety percent of the war is not going to be kinetic. We will not win. They've convinced us, the communists and the jihadis, advising the Pentagon and the State Department and the White House through four administrations, uh, that. Uh, we're going to commit our military to fight 2% of their war. So the enemy fights a, f- a small percentage of this war in the kinetic, in the military side. But we've committed all our assets to that. The FBI, you ask the average FBI counterterrorism agent, what are they focused on? They're looking for people who are going to shoot people, bomb people, kidnap people. That's all they're focused on. 
But they have no problem with 10 mosques in their city that are plotting jihad and that are subverting the school systems that have control of the chambers of commerce because they're about influence operations and propaganda. And what's some of the evidence of that? That Mr. Bush and Mr. Pence, the vice president of the United States, and, you know, the list goes on. They're echoing they're echoing the talking points of the communist movement. And they they think it's okay if they say, well, yeah, America's racist, but we shouldn't be beating people in the streets. Oh, thanks very much, Mr. (laughs) President. Thanks very much, Mr. Vice President. Great. Appreciate that. These people, whether they realize it or not, and this is what the communist movement calls controlled opposition, they own Mr. Pence, even though he looks in the mirror and says, I'm a patriot. And he may be. Yet the actions he takes, the words that come out of his mouth, advance their movement, not ours, not the patriots, not the declaration and the Constitution and law and order. And he doesn't even know it. That's how this works. They get us to do and say things and put forward policies that help them, but they make us feel good. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, I would argue, and I've argued before, uh, he's either a stooge for the Chinese government or an agent of the Chinese government with his wife. Kevin McCarthy, what does he do? He lashes out at people that speak truth about Islam. What does that tell you? So he is doing the bidding of the jihadis, and he's a Republican minority leader. Yeah. Well, they That's are on this. You know, I'm seeing I'm seeing Lisa Murkowski and Tim Scott come out today and criticizing President Trump because some supposed peaceful protesters were tear gassed, which they weren't, uh, you know, and it's like and I'm thinking that's that's what you that's your gripe for today. That's your gripe for today. As we've got anarchists de- destroying our country, destroying lives. Uh, this is a Marxist revolution before mm-hmm. our very eyes. And your gripe today is that President Trump, you know, walked walked across that's the right. street to St. John's Church. Are you kidding me? That's absolutely right. And and this is what they're doing is they're pinching him in, right? The Democrats are saying you're not you're you're attacking these poor people. And anybody that has a functional brain cell can look at this and say, There's you know, there's there are no peaceful protesters out there. And uh and and that's that's what we have to I mean, what are you gonna say? The guy who's not beating somebody right now, is that what you're calling a peaceful protester? Because he just doesn't happen to be kicking the innocent guy on the ground right this second. So is that your, I mean, who's the peace? Who's out there that's peaceful? Um, Well, I've got a question for you here, John, before I have to let you go. Uh, What's your opinion on the left telling us that Trump was using the Bible as a prop? Well, first of all, who are communists to tell us how our president's using the Bible? They don't believe in the Bible (laughs) anyway. They're communists. So I, I don't, this is the thing. Here's, for your audience, a few little nuggets. The media, that is a, a, the propaganda arm of the communist movement in the United States. It's not hashtag false news. It's hashtag false prop, It's hashtag propaganda in support for a hostile movement whose goal is to overthrow the government. That makes them criminally complicit in a criminal conspiracy, by the way. You have got um, Republicans who are not speaking truth like you are right now, Andrea, who need to. The president needs, we say, at understanding the threat, you already said one, 
Number one, the best thing we have to do for the victory strategy is you have to speak truth boldly and clearly about who these enemies are and why they're a threat. Since 9-11, nobody's done that in positions of authority. No. We've been doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got to reestablish America's founding principles. And the third thing we've been saying for several years is you must citizens obey the law and police have to enforce the law. And if that had happened over the last four days, if these protesters show up and police had gone out there and thumped them and arrested the ones that had committed crimes, this would have been over in, you know, an hour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And but before I let you go, I, I was just flashing as you were talking about it. Going back to, to 9-11, I was thinking, you know, uh, one cop. One cop, which we don't even know that it was racist, because this guy has been tormenting Minneapolis for decades now. This guy Chauvin did, which which included tormenting white people. Not to mention the fact that the other three officers were of color. Um, but but imagine, but but if you know how many how many acts of terrorism have killed how many millions of people over the world in the name of Islam, uh, but nobody's allowed to connect the dots there. So one bad cop means that all not only all cops are all racist, but all of America is racist, and none of us we haven't made any progress in slavery according to George W. Bush. But as Islamists continue to kill in the name of Allah and Islam, and we're not allowed to connect the dots, we're not even allowed to go into mosques and investigate. Can you imagine if there was any riots? Oh. It's it's okay. How dare Bush uh, uh, Trump go and stand at a church that was burned? But can you imagine if anybody had had attacked a mosque after September 11th? Final thoughts, John Guandolo. Well, I think um, I appreciate what you've done and uh, and sharing this and letting me share this. We have got to understand that the nature of how this war is being fought is very different. That everything, every line of every narrative that's getting pushed on social media on the news. People have to understand there's a purpose to it, and if it involves the, the traditional media, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, uh, we already now know it's a lie. We know that Adam Schiff and uh, James Clapper and these people, because we have the testimonies now available, they completely lied. There was no evidence of collusion, yet publicly they all said there was plenty of evidence, and yet we now know they knew there wasn't. In private, closed-door testimony, they said one thing. They're liars, and they're lying in furtherance of this movement to overthrow the government. What Understanding the Threat does, my company, is we provide citizens tools to either commission us by supporting us financially in other ways to, to fight this fight, or we educate and train you how to, at the local level, identify and dismantle these networks. And we show you how to organize this, how to put pressure on leaders, all legally, but how to take the fight, because this fight is going to be won or lost at the local level. And that's what we just, if that point wasn't hammered home in the last three days, I don't know what was. Well, thank so you. I, I do. I, I'm grateful that you gave me the time to chat with you today. Well, I thank you for being here and all that you do. And, um, you know, I've got my godson is about to head back to Annapolis in the fall. That Thankfully, that announcement was made that the academies will be open. Um, I'd like to think that you were teaching a course there uh, because I'm not sure that, uh, you know, uh, how how much our, our military has been infiltrated uh, by the left and by the Islamists in all this political correctness. But we'll have to save that conversation for another day. Thank you so much for being here.
Thanks for having me, Andrew. Take care. All right. Now, we're going to take a break. We come back. Um, we're going to talk about a little local news here that has to do with, um, well, it, 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 well, it's tied into the national news. The mayor here decided to get rid of the carotid restraint. And uh, But there's a law enforcement agency here that says not so fast. We're the law enforcement agency. We get to decide what restraints that we use. And you know what? We're going to continue to use this even if people think that there's a potential George Floyd situation out there brewing. More Andrea Kay show coming up. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. There was... Um, Big announcement yesterday in San Diego. Mayor Faulkner decided that the police departments and sheriff's departments were no law, local law enforcement was not going to be allowed to use something called the carotid restraint. And this became major news, even national news. And so I reached out today to uh, a former sheriff's deputy uh, friend of mine today, whose name I'm not going to give. He's retired sheriff's deputy, even though he's still on the young side, because you can retire fairly, fairly early. And I reached out to him to get his perspective on this. And um, first of all, before I talk about his perspective on the carotid, I want to piggyback on my conversation with Skins and I earlier at the top of the show about these and, and kind of what John Guandolo talked about. This, he, you know, this whole thing about this this fake scandal having to do with St. John's Church. Guandolo's right. So, oh, so what makes somebody a peaceful protester? The fact that they weren't throwing a Molotov cocktail that moment? It's, you know, how, how are they supposed to know? And it's like you, you, you said to me uh, during the break, if you're a peaceful protester and you've got, and you're surrounded and there's violent people there and you know that they're, get out of there because uh, you are interfering with our police department's opportunity to provide safety to the community. Yeah. The cops don't have extra split seconds to make sure that you're out of harm's way. There's, right. you know, violence going on around them. Right. And not to mention the fact that the vi- the people that are violent are using, they're hiding, you're a human shield. You are a shield for these anarchists and these terrorists because look what's happening now. Oh, because there was a few peaceful protesters in the street. How dare the Park Service move the protesters out of the way? And then, then we've got this phony fake scandal going on there, there President Trump. And it reminds me of something else. Um, uh, th- and that's one of the things that my sheriff's deputy friend said as well. Initially, he thought, well, it would be really great if the police departments and the, and the and the law enforcement could just sit back and if people are peacefully protesting, not engage in a way that's going to inflame everything. You know, and if then, it was just peace, peaceful protesting, yeah, that, that scenario is totally possible. Right. But that's not what's happening. No, it's not what's happening. That's why it, I don't want to hear from you peaceful protesters complaining about any use of force by the police department or anybody or, or smoke bombs being used to move people out of the way. When you're there shoulder to shoulder with anarchists doing what they're doing. To me, if you were at a protest where you know that there's anarchists that are looting, that are destroying businesses, that are throwing bricks that you know have been left there, and, and you, you know when you're at these protests when, been, when bad crap is happening, you're a part of the problem in my opinion. Getting back to the carotid thing. So this big announcement was made, and so I reached out to him because I heard I heard another former sheriff's deputy on the news saying, you know what, this carotid thing actually works. It provides an effective way to restrain people, and it actually 
works to the benefit of the of the suspects because it gives us a way to to, re, to restrain them without having a, a having a to pop a cap in them I think is as as the the bad guys say and so um, but then he goes on to say on the news today but I think it you know it's a good thing that they they stopped that the they're no longer going to do it and I thought I, so I, that's why I reached out to my friend I'm like I don't understand if this is an effective means of restraint then why would any any law enforcement person is support the notion of withdrawing it as a tool to be used by the police department. You know, it's funny, Andrea, is I thought about that this morning, actually. And so you take away that tool. Then as time goes by, you take away another tool. What, at what point do we get to when the cops have no means to protect anybody? This is ridiculous. Right. This is what my former sheriff's deputy friend said. I, I said, um, he said he thinks it was a bad decision. It's what happens when your chief is at the whim of a politician who cares more about re-election. This is for you, Faulkner. Cares more about re-election, and, and Faulkner wants to run for governor. We know that. Uh, then he cares about consulting with his chief who knows law enforcement and taking away tools from the police at this time when they need all the tools at their disposal, disposal just because of optics is wrong, in my opinion. He goes on to say that he, his partners, he and his partners have known uh, have talked about this with outrage. Uh, the sheriff's department, as, as Sheriff Gore came out tonight and said that he is going to continue using this carotid restraint. Um, uh, he, he went on to say that sometimes law enforcement is ugly. And that, as as my friend's partner had said, that it saved his butt more than once. And, it, and more than one time it kept this former sheriff's deputy from having to shoot somebody. When you take it to effective tools away from the police, instead of better training them to use the tools, it's not an answer. This is just an appeasement that unfortunately is exactly what the public seems to want to see. Uh, many, And he goes on to say many, and this is a former sheriff's deputy, many just want complete abolishment of police in America. He goes on to say, and this is the scary part, DJ uh, Potato Skins. He says, I fear many cops are going to quit in droves and trying to find quality people who want to consider a career in law enforcement these days is very low. Why would they want to? He says, I'm really worried about our country right now. We are using our police force in the wrong way to deal with the situation. That's just a few of his comments. You know, and it, 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 it's exactly that because, yeah, you take away one tool now, another tool later, and eventually the cops are going to either resign or you're not going to get more inbound cops because they're not going to feel safe. They're going to feel like their lives are in danger. Well, it's just like John Guandola said earlier. This is controlled opposition. Exactly what it is. That's what it is here. And it also ties into that beautiful story that you sent me that looked really great on, on the face of it, which is this hug move, free hug movement going around with this, this young African-American man going around offering free hugs. And initially I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. Then I got that, you know, the, then I thought, well, wait a second. Let me think about whether or not I think that this is the right thing to be doing at this right time, at this time. There's a time and place for everything. And when we have cops out on the front lines, when their lives are in jeopardy, when they're standing there on riot shields, when Home Depot has been delivering tons of bricks at every building that are being hurled at cops. We saw cops literally driven over and shot that are, that are on life support right now. I don't know if this is the time for people to be going around and trying to to force cops into shows of unity, I think, I get what you're saying. I, I was just trying right, to show some light because there's well, and there's, I love that there's not enough of it out there. Well, right now. It, well, and you're right, and your intention is so right. I think this young man's intention and what he's hoping to do is so right. But I don't think. And one of the, the comments that I didn't read from my sheriff's deputy friend is he is disgusted 
by, and he used the word, I am disgusted by the police forces out there, whether they're sheriff's department or law enforcement, who are kneeling with what he called savages. This is controlled opposition. He says they are intentionally bullying the cops into, if if you care about black lives, you will show us this unity by kneeling with us. Otherwise, we get the we have the right to call you a racist and say that you're no better than Chauvin who killed who killed George Floyd. And I think for that, that's what turned me into thinking, you know what? If you are a peaceful protester, get out of there and get off the streets because you're enabling the anarchist. And even if you've got well intentions, this is not the time to be going up to police officers and trying to force any unity on anybody. You want unity? You'll get off the streets. You'll go to to social media and the mainstream media and you'll call out the anarchists for who they are and what they're trying to do. That's how you support the police. Don't interfere with them at the line of duty right now. Don't be trying to force unity on them. And putting them on the spot. If I was a cop out there worried about protecting the community, the last thing I would want to do would have somebody coming up to me who may have a shiv in his pocket to shove in my back and try to force a hug on me. I could be wrong, though. Feel free to to disagree with me. Well, I mean, it's a fine line. I mean, because you never really know. I, I, you know, and I, I checked this guy out thoroughly. This guy has been doing this for a very long time. He, you know, he's an upstanding individual. Um, but unless, again, unless there's somebody in the media like us that does our research, if it's just some random person, maybe that the law enforcement doesn't know. How are they? How are they going to know? Right. Good point. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We've got more to talk about. Rod Rosenstein is going to be in front of Congress tomorrow. Anybody going to watch that? And you know what? Oh, guess what? Y'all can sit on the beaches in San Diego today. (laughs) Who's who's even paying attention to this coronavirus nonsense anymore? Stay tuned. We're coming back. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Um, so big announcement today, which is a big announcement of nothing, is that they're, they're trying to make it seem like a big deal. It's that we can now sit on the beaches in San Diego. Um, I mean, what do you, th- what do you think the impact is? Uh, on coronavirus of all this, because I mean, clearly, unless the hospitals are overrun with like, you know, um, 200,000, because we don't even know that the number of, of Americans that have been out protesting these rioters out on the streets. You know what? Yeah, I, I haven't even been paying attention, to be quite honest. Well, it's so many that it's there. There's no argument whatsoever anymore for any shutdown. There should not be one business that is not open in this country. One hundred percent. And that should include without the six foot distancing is without the mask guidelines. In fact, the World Health Organization just last week said no healthy person should wear a mask. So if there is any any good news here with this in terms of, uh, you know, at least there's no excuse whatsoever on the part of any government, state, local, or, you know, at, at any level now to have any, any restraints on businesses. And it kills me when I go to the store now that everywhere that because there's a public health order that, you know, we're required to wear a mask. And people could be like, oh, Andrea, you, you know, don't you dare wear a mask. But how I, I can't get groceries in San Diego if I'm not willing to put a mask on. But, but even, while the World Health Organization is telling us right now, that you, you know, you, you, healthy people should not wear masks. So I'm wondering at the, so it's kind of good news, bad news. The good news is it's completely blown the narrative out of the water. Um, the bad news is 
there's with everybody focused on this, there's not as much attention on pushing back against governors like Newsom that are continuing. And I was just going to say, yeah, you don't hear about it, but then because you don't hear about it, you're not having any of the things that are in place rolled back. Exactly. Exactly. So here we've got we we had an unnecessary intentional destruction of our economy that cost 40 million Americans their jobs, put 25% of small businesses under that will never return. Now on top of it, we've got the anarchists on the left. The same people that pushed for that economic destruction in the first place with the pandemic are now intentionally going out and destroying businesses. I have a question for and, you. Yeah. Do you think that the people that obviously organized all these riots and, uh, so forth did so with the timeline of things just starting to open back up from the coronavirus no i think that they are lying in wait these organized you know outfits like guandola talked about they're waiting for opportunity to exploit you know they there there was a legitimate crime that took place with this with this police officer oh yeah for sure legitimate crime and it provided the opportunity that's why i disagree with people that are like look had the police department in minneapolis not allowed the third precinct to be burned um, had they, you know, arrested this guy sooner, had they charged him with first degree murder, it wouldn't have gotten out of control. I disagree because this was the opportunity that they were waiting for to further the economic destruction of this country to piggyback onto the pandemic. Every bit of this is Cloward Piven, which is the, the leftist, um, ideology theory. It's the plan to intentionally destroy the economy, break the back of it. Usher as many people into the dependency class as possible. Put them in such a position of misery that they they're beg- that they don't have a choice but to be- beg the government for help. So I think that this cop, and this is one of the reasons why I'm, I'm so disgusted with this, the entire police department in Minneapolis. They knew that this guy, including Amy Klobuchar, who was the county attorney. They, I mean, they all knew. You're you're mad. You you know G- George Floyd's brother yesterday saying you know, pay attention to who you're voting for. Yeah, stop voting for Democrats. Uh, breaking news, though, uh, today, too, um, speaking of Democrat governors and continuing to push the hoax that is the shutdowns and six-foot distancing and mask requirements, um, the uh, Trump ad- administration campaign has announced that they're not going to have the Republic. Who announced it? Was it the Republican Party said that they're not going to have the Republican convention in North Carolina? I'll have to look into it. I just got the, uh, yeah. the text from our fearless leader that just said that uh, – no, Trump says GOP is pulling convention from North Carolina. Yeah. So it came from Trump. Yeah. So um, I would like to see him take it to a Republican state, maybe Georgia, maybe take it down to Atlanta. And uh, maybe take it there. Um, where else? You know, maybe Texas. Unfortunately, as I've been saying in relation to this, the lockdowns, we don't have a state that's free. You know, I got these conservatives, Republican peeps that I love so much that are saying, oh, come to my state. We're open here. No, you're not. You're not open for business when you still have anybody forced to wear a mask. When you have any business being told how they must operate their business. In relation to to the coronavirus, then you're not really open. I do have to give a thank you to my buddy Joe Messina from the real side. If I got to wear a mask, I'm glad to wear this You look one. good. Thank you. Can y'all see it on Facebook Live? It's the Trump 2020 mask. Keep America great. Just watch when safe. masks are no longer required and nobody's wearing them. You're still going to be wearing that. I might. I, I'm, I won't wear it over my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. All right. So tomorrow, Rosenstein's going to be before Congress. I'm going to force myself to watch it. Um, we're going to discuss that and more. So we hope that you guys will make it, be back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. God bless President Trump. God bless America. God bless Love you all. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>